Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The stove is still hot from Thanksgiving. How about Sonny Gray to the Cards, Maeda to the Tigers, Eugenio to my Snakes? Is it hot in the streets? Let's talk ball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jake Stromboli, Trevor Plouffe out on the West Coast, BBD behind the plate, John Daddy, he's in Disney, baby. Him and the family enjoying it. He's out this week, I'm out next week. Me and Trev got some big things coming up, especially as the hot stove kicks off. It's going to be a funky Funky couple weeks for talking baseball, uh, an exciting couple weeks for the baseball community because it feels like it's going. It feels like it's going. So, uh, Trev, how you doing? Coming off of uh, Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but I was under the weather mm. uh, last week, so I'm sorry I missed the show. I hate missing shows, but um, sometimes you got to do it. I mean, I. I had it bad for a while, but I'm feeling good now, and I am excited to talk about some of these moves because uh, I think they're important, and I think that um, I think this is only the beginning. I feel like there's a, a big avalanche of moves coming down, and Bieber and Jolly, I guess, are going to be at mm. the winter meetings, live covering the event, getting hammered off wine, just a, a, an homage mm. to your guys' trip back in the day. Mm. Uh, so that'll be Beautiful. some good content, but we got a good show today. I'm excited to talk about all the moves, especially my guy Kyle Gibson, mm. who you and I famously predicted was going to the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, he's there. So it's going to be a good one today. I'm trying to chop it up. It's been a while for me. Yeah, I don't... Beebs, I well, A, there's a funny and a not funny part to this. Uh, Trev was, like, really sick. I didn't realize. Um, so we're glad you're feeling better, obviously. And then the other part of that is... <laughs> Uh, there's a chance you and I are going to be taking topless pictures soon. And yes. Trev was just sick and lost 10 pounds. So that just yeah. hurts yeah. my that hurts my equation. 10 pounds um, like a week before the pictures. But I was like pumped up. Like I was going to the gym a lot. So right. I don't know, man. I wasn't trying to, to slim it, down. It wasn't but... a 10 pounds you needed to lose. but Sheesh, man. Let's, uh, let's talk ball. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh yeah, go if you're going to the the winter meetings in Nashville, go hunt down Jolly Beebs. It's in Nashville. Yeah, I know. Nashville. Oh, we screwed man. up. You guys are gonna have so much fun. We screwed up. Um, it's gonna be a wild wild week for the boys, and it's been a wild week. Uh, I guess it hasn't been wild, but it feels like it's happening, or maybe for one team, Trev. And you're right, because I uh, I forgot the uh, kind of the last time we talked. I think. Gibby had happened, or when did Gibby happen? We were we. Trevor wasn't on the episode. Right. It was sick day that happened. So uh, he and Lance were were the topic of to lead last episode. So so we'll get your notes uh, on that, Trev, because I'm I'm interested, and most importantly, you have gotten the next part of the equation because there was a lot of hey, you know, depending where Gibby and Lance Lynn signings are in your off-season moves for the Cardinals. Uh, they could be well-liked because they're veterans who eat innings and you kind of know what you're going to get from them. Uh, if they were the only moves, it didn't feel like the solution to the Cardinals' needs. And now, 
Monday morning, we get Sonny Gray to the St. Louis Cardinals. There'd been a lot of Braves rumors. Um, Sonny Gray, I couldn't, I guess I can, but how good he was last year. He finished second in the Cy Young. Um, you know, he led the American League uh, in FIP, if you're into that kind of thing. And it comes out three years, 75 milli. So 25 mil a year for Sonny Gray. He will be the Cardinals one. Um, his 2022 season was also good. I mean, he's a career 3-4-7. It looks like he's the ace of staff. And Moseliak, Mo- Moseliak, the Cardinals GM, Zalak. his original quotes uh, were that they were getting three starting pitchers. And now we see Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and our guy guy, Kyle Gibson. So, Trev, I, I think you start with Sonny, and I want to see you unpack the whole thing. I mean, what was the Cardinals' problem last year? Starting pitching. Pitching. Well, cl- the clubhouse, too. And that. We talked about that a lot. And what, you know, look, we'll get to what they bring on the field, but I think that's important to start with those three guys coming in. Uh, big veteran presence. Kyle Gibson may be the greatest teammate of anyone that's ever played a sport. Nicest guy. Um, and Sonny Gray is the same way. I mean, I spent a lot of time around Sonny. He's not as nice as Kyle. It's nice in his own right, but you know Kyle's on a different level. Uh, but what Sonny brings is just just real deal veteran leadership, and and it's not just with the pitchers. And usually that's how it goes: is you have like a leader that's the leader of the pitchers, and then you have a position player that's leader of position players. They have leader position players there. But Sonny, I saw it last year firsthand with the Twins. I mean, he was the one organizing team dinners. He was the one uh, getting the guys together and making sure that they were doing things as a team. And it's important throughout a season to do it. I mean, that's we talk about that on this program a lot, and it can't be understated. Like that's that is important, especially to uh, a team like the Cardinals that they kind of went through that last year. That just had a really, I would say, a a rough year. Um, You bring in a guy like Sonny, you bring in a guy like uh, Gibby. Both guys I played with, and I know are just going to do things, great things for the clubhouse. Then you bring the on-field stuff, and you know, I would say this. Uh, two maybe three pitchers. I don't think the Cardinals are done. I think you would. I think you would look at their rotation now. You got Sonny at the uh, at the head, and then you have uh, Michaelis, Gibson, Lynn, and Mats. That's who like the projected five are. I don't think they're done. There's still a couple guys out there they can go get. That would fortify the rotation. That would give them depth. If that's what they were searching for most in this offseason, they can still go get a Yamamoto. I mean, you got to try to convince these guys mm. to go there. A Montgomery to come back. You got to convince him to go there. But like, I I wouldn't expect them to be done shopping. Are they going to land somebody else? I mean, it takes two to tango, so I do not know. Uh, but Sonny last year he added the sweeper and he was filthy. And it, it, he's like such a rare type of pitcher, where he was striking a lot of guys out. He was getting a lot of ground balls, and he wasn't giving up. And, and then he wasn't giving up any homers. That was the biggest thing. I don't think he allowed a homer until like July or August or something like that last year. So all the, you know, anytime he get runners on base, like he he could just get out of it. It was it, it was a, not a Houdini axe because that wasn't the case. But like it, it didn't matter. It felt like it didn't matter if runners got on. Like Sonny was going to get out of it. Um, I think if you're a Cardinals fan, uh, you can expect more of the same of what he did last year. He really likes that outside corner. That, when I saw Sonny on, he was commanding that outside corner. He was Xing it with the sweeper, bringing that two seam fastball back, and then riding the four seam kind of up there. And when you can do that, and he did that a lot last year, it's so difficult as a hitter to 
to square a ball up, basically, because there's three pitches coming in the same quadrant. They all kind of look the same, and they all go different directions. Um, he's uh, he's going to do wonders. I think you're, I think you're going to have some frustrating days with him. You know, there are times where he, you know, he he's going to go five for you, and he's going to get into a little bit of trouble. Um, but more often than not, he's going to wiggle out of trouble, and you're going to see these end results, and you're going to be happy as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, it's he. You know, I don't know if it's called the Blake Snell bucket, but Sonny, Sonny's not afraid to put a runner on. Uh, Sonny, Sonny will walk you. He, he doesn't want to give in. Um, and I, I, think, I think there's something there that's, I, I don't want to say it's a future of pitching because, hey, I've, I, I'm the biggest Blake Snell as a person fan, and I've also said, you know, sometimes he can be a tough watch. So I, I don't want to say this is the future of baseball, but I, I think there's guys that are talented enough that if you don't have control of the count, uh, they're not afraid to to let it go. Like and and look at the stats. Like go look at your favorite hitter. Go look at their stats when they have a two zero count, and go look at their stats when they have an 0-2 count. Like there's something to that math that a couple guys are talented enough around baseball to navigate that. Um, that they're not scared to put on a base runner or two. Hey, and for Sonny Gray, more importantly, like. However you want to chop it up, uh, the last couple years, uh, whether you want to do the last five years or you want to do the last two years, um, you're looking at a guy that has fantastic numbers. So uh, the Cardinals get Sonny Gray. And, Trev, I liked where you were heading there because I kind of – I don't know. I guess I was starting to think in a central scope because it's like, okay, let's let's say the Cardinals – are done with their rotation. It's Gray, Michaelis, Gibson, Lynn, Matz. It, you know, it's it's not as sexy as you'd like, but depending where the Central lands this offseason, are the Brewers selling off? Like, how impactful are the Cubs going to be? I know they want to make big moves, uh, but they're currently missing Belly and Stroman, who were significant parts of their team last year. Like, what are the Reds going to do this offseason to upgrade their team? Like, I, I know the Cardinals last year, the season got ugly and it felt fell apart quick, but baseball also has a beautiful way of bouncing back that, I don't know, if we did TPPs tomorrow, the Cardinals would be in conversation to be the best team in the Central, that starting pitching-wise, I guess Mo said three, so in my head, I had kind of been like, all right, I guess this is their three, because they have some young guys too, uh, Liberato- Liberatory, Liberator, uh, who they traded for with the Rays, um, and then there was another young pitcher. Was it Thompson, who, who was a first-round pick? Um, but I kind of liked where you jumped, Trev, because I, I guess in my head I've closed them off to free agent starting pitching, which which could be wrong. Like you throwing Yamamoto out there, I don't know. I don't think I believe in that. I think there's a lot of other teams that are willing uh, to go to a next-level bag-wise that the Cardinals Agreed. Pr- Agreed. probably don't feel they need. Um Although Newt Bar's there, I don't know. Go nuts, Cardinals. Go nuts, Cardinals owner. You can, so why won't you? Um, I've been waiting for a Cardinals trade for two years, man. Uh, And there is pitchers to be traded for out there. We did this last episode, like, between Cease and Glass now. Um, uh, Who are the other guys? Uh, Cease, Glass now. Um, Why am I blanking? Corbin Burns, mm-hmm. like they're, yep. uh, you know, I don't know how stoked they feel about trade and division, but like there, there are bodies to be traded for. 
Uh, and I've been waiting for a Cardinals trade that it feels like for two years now that, hey, you know, where the Cardinals have landed right now, the TPP would be us going, honestly, we would land it like, I don't know, this Cardinals team could figure it out and be a good team. Or they could be bad again. If they went out and they got another bona fide starter, whether that's, you know, one of the guys I mentioned, I think you'd put them ahead of Sonny Gray on the depth chart. You know, then we're talking Cardinals favorite for the Central. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I, I we'll see what the Cubs do. Like you said, like they're supposed to be heavy players in free agency. Right. Trying to line show uh, land show. Hey, I I kind of like where their their squad is at. Same thing with the Reds. They showed us a lot last year. But where do you go in the, in the second year? Can you continue to do that? Can you? There's a lot of things happening in the Central. I think it can be up for grabs. I think this lineup can be elite. I really think this could be like a like a top seven lineup in baseball, maybe even higher than that. Last year, C. Rose and I said at one point, we think they could outpace the Braves. That take aged horribly. No doubt about it because the Braves are one of the best offenses we've ever seen. But there's people here that can go and do it, man. Like, go look at their freaking lineup. It's good. So you have to attack the starting pitching market, which they've done. I like the trade aspect here. There's some there's some quotes out there saying, oh, we're going to spend $50 million in free agency. Well, they've already spent close to that. Basically spent, you know, 35, 40 already. So bringing in somebody else, uh, a real deal starting pitcher via free agency is probably, if you're going to stick to that number, doesn't really work. But if you trade, you know, one of your young outfielders and bring in a guy who has some team control, you can do it that way. So we will see, man. We will see what ends up happening. Um, but I do like the start of the offseason. And I, you know what I like? I, I like going and get sunny, but I, I like getting the, the back end of the rotation kind of set early. Like I, I feel like that gives you a leg up on your competitors. Like we have these two guys here. We just need now to go get our guy. They went out and got sunny, and I feel great for him, man. And in 2018, I think he that was when he was with the Yankees, had a bad year, and he was like, 29, you know, like, oh, he's 30. Like, is this going to be the end for Sonny Gray? And he's been pretty dang good since uh, that year. And we were talking about before the show, pitch mix means a lot. He adds that sweeper this year, and that just kind of took him to a, a different level here. So I'm excited for Sonny. He's a hard worker. You're going you're going to get that um, short king, mm. which I know you like. But he's so difficult. He's just a very, very difficult pitcher to game plan for and again we've talked about that before in the show yeah I do think what's gonna another thing that's gonna be interesting for the Cardinals it's it's at kind of the end of the offseason when you check in and you look at all the other signings and not everything's equal like I you know again Aaron Nola made it seem like he wanted to play in Philadelphia uh Sonny Gray technically AAV is getting more than him Sonny Gray is getting 25 million a year where Nola's getting 24-5-7. So, again, everything there is not apples and apples, so you can't play that game. But I wonder if, you know, Gibby and Lance Lynn, I I think uh, Gibby's looking at one for 13. Uh, Lance was in the same range that, depending how free agency sorts out, could that have been a different starting pitcher? Could that have been, you know, could uh, could Gibby and Lance Lynn been Snell? You know, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what that contract looks like. Like, I think the allocation of money game. Did we do that on an episode one time? 
was that talking Yanks or was that talking baseball that we did like uh would you rather have would you have rather sign these three guys or would you rather Probably have a talking Yanks conversation. I I think that's just going to be payrolls. It's going to be interesting to look at cuz I we think you know what you're going to get from Lance Lynn and Gibby and we think they were paying for innings and clubhouse stuff like does matter especially with this team but <clears throat> You wonder where that Snell number lands. We think it's probably higher AAV, less years. But you know, could you have, <clears throat> could you have Nolan Snell, and then you have Snell and Sonny Gray instead of uh, Gibby and Lynn? But then you're still looking for innings. I don't know. I just think that's going to be an interesting exercise. I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to be. Every offseason has a lot of hope and a lot of mystery. You have to be in a good place right now, right? I mean, maybe he had a horrible season last year. So you're you're cautiously optimistic, I guess. I'm, I was just giving a look at their top prospects. You're going to love these names. Uh, there's four in the top 100. Tink and Tacoa. Yeah. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> Tink, Tacoa, and Gordon. Yeah. And that's like Mason, all... Mason Wynn. Mason like... Wynn, awesome name, shortstop. You're going to be great. Uh, so they have three guys in the top 100 overall prospects that are pitchers that you know maybe they envision can help them at some point next year, hopefully. Um, so maybe that's maybe they are done. Maybe they are said, hey, we got you know these five six guys at the big league level. We got the guys coming up. Let's go focus on something else on a roster. But I, I kind of like where you're going there. Could could Lance and Gibby have been somebody else? I don't know. We'll have to see what the rest of the offseason like provides. Uh, Cardinals, hey, making moves. The last place NL Central <laughs> Cardinals uh, trying to flip the script from last year. How how crazy was all of that? I know we've kind of... It was insane. I've I've tried to forget it. Is Ali Marmol still their manager? Yes. Uh, I think so. I think him and Gibson. You know what? <laughs> Daniel Descalso, though, back mm. in the fold. I think we should mention that. I think he's a first base coach or bench coach. Which is a tough job to just hop into that, Danny. Okay. He's got it. He's dirty Danny. Scalso. He's a he's a buddy of mine. Team USA back Come in on. the day. What's Ooh, up, bro? Way back. Come on. Uh, friends with John Jay. I think we and are you know what? I met him on my first Arizona trip. Uh I think he was Probably. on the, I think he was on the field and I was like, Hey, what's oh. up? Another short king. We took a picture together. Yeah, I think I was happy with that. I think I was happy with the result there. Weren't far. Um, Trev, I I think the other conversation is starting pitching market. uh, A little bit your twins. Kenta Maeda uh, signs with the Detroit Tigers. So there was a little smoke and fire on this one. We heard rumors around Thanksgiving. uh, Comes out two for 24, I believe. So kind of in that. That $12 million range that you know, Gibby, Lance Lynn, uh, although they have options, Maeda's locked in with the Detroit Tigers. And I think for baseball fans, I, I do think there's a little bit, and, and sometimes the comment section uh, gets gets tough on Jom because I think Jom will be a little bit like, hey, I don't, this, pro, this could mean nothing. <laughs> These are the Detroit Tigers. We, we've seen them struggle in the past couple years they were supposed to be hitting their window uh things fell apart hitting wise and then injuries to a lot of their pitching I don't know I think for the baseball hardos in an AL central that continues to feel open the Detroit Tigers have done some head turns between trading for Mark Canna Torkelson having a big second half Riley Green putting a season together 
and now they sign Kent Maeda, and they've got a. If you've been a baseball person who's been in the prospects and kind of what was supposed to open this Tigers window, uh, Scooble, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, uh, you know, a lot of those guys have dealt with injuries or performance or something. Reese Olsen kind of had a nice breakout season for them. And now Kenta Maeda, uh, who pitched in the AL Central last year for your Twins, uh, coming off of injury. Uh, he's a guy that's had some lights out season. He's 35 now. He goes over to the Detroit Tigers, and it's got everyone being like, what do we need to do with these Detroit Tigers? Like, are they going to be a fun, feisty team this year in the Central? It's kind of looking like that a little bit. I, I think so. I don't think there's any team that's like far and away better in the Central. I mean, I'm supposed to say my twins, but, you know, there's some things they have to figure out as well. Uh, the Tigers have pieces. I think, you know, you can dream. If you're a Tigers fan, you you can dream a, a, about a, a wild card contention season. I think you can dream about maybe pushing for the AL Central title if all things go right. Because you're right, you have some guys in that lineup. You, you know, if Torkelson really takes that that next leap, we've seen Riley Green be incredible. Uh, my guy, if, if, was Jesus a good carpenter, Kerry Carpenter, mm. uh, doing his thing? They, like, they have some players there, dude. And the the quote unquote rebuild was supposed to be about yeah these these prospect pitchers and and how all that was going to line up and there's been some injuries there but if we get everyone kind of coming back and Maeda's Maeda impressed me a lot obviously I knew who he was as a pitcher um, but when you have TJ and I think he had a different type of TJ um, like the internal yeah. brace version yeah. of it uh, he came back from that then he had um, God what was it. I don't know if it was bicep tendonitis or shoulder tendonitis. So he was supposed to come back early last year, then had another injury. And then when he did come back, it was like, man, what's what's going to happen? This guy hasn't pitched in a long time. He actually had some really, really good starts. and was like really impressive. I think his first start was against the Tigers, mm. if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, he came back and his splitter was splitting. Mm. And he was missing a lot of bats. And I think obviously that's the main pitch for him is that splitter. And what I saw with Kenta for Tigers fans is as long as the control is there, he's getting a ton of swings and misses and getting a ton of, you know, bad at bats put up against him. It's an interesting type of pitcher to watch, you know, in a game of power arms, like you have this guy Kenta up there and his 85, 90 mile an hour fastball is playing up, dude. I love when you see that. It really is. You're getting, you're getting a lot of late swings on that fastball because of the splitter. Um, so, yeah, he joins the rotation, some stability there. Um, very nice guy. Clubhouse will be interesting. He's, you know, it's it's tough when you have to have an interpreter kind of go around with you a lot uh, to have like a huge, meaningful impact on a clubhouse. Uh, but I think he can with his work ethic because I saw how he goes about his business. And I think that's important, man. I really do. I always bring that up because it is. It is important to have that chemistry going on. I think Kenta brings that, but I'm intrigued by the Tigers. I am. Are you still mad you sat next to Kent on the plane and I think he just thought you were a fan or something? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I'm not at all. Not at all. I'm not mad at that at all. I think that's awesome. <laughs> you don't think about yeah. it or he's no, he's he's great. He is he is <laughs> a phenomenal person. Great style if that yeah, that means anything. He's to a swagger. You. Hound. I was always that looking could be at important fits. for the kids in that room. He's a swagger hound. 
I was like, dang, where'd you get all that shit? He's like, what are you talking about? Who are you? <laughs> Please don't. Aren't you a reporter? <laughs> Please don't <laughs> bother me. There's a, I got a Maeda butter knife if you're interested. I okay. think I might have it too, but where'd, where'd you start, Biebs? I was just looking at his game logs and went to confirm the the at Detroit start, which, correct, that's the start he made back. The game he got hurt was three innings, ten earned against the Yankees. So take just take that guy out. He's got a three, four, six in 101 innings. Yeah, I I was going from since he came back from that injury, um, and it's where ERA can be deceptive, uh, all – April, he has a tough April. He gets hurt, get 10 earned runs against the Yankees. That's an ERA, runer. He comes back June 23rd through the rest of the season, 17 games, 88.1 innings pitched, 103 strikeouts. So Maeda was punching tickets. Dude, uh, people were taking bad swings against him. To the tune of a 3-3-6. So that's where, I mean, the Tigers front office probably saw that. They saw it firsthand, I think, a <laughs> And not to <laughs> to put it down, I do think three of those uh, 16 starts are against Detroit, which that's fine. That's fine. They don't have to face them now. Um, but they tell yeah, them what they're doing wrong. That's, uh, that's what they're seeing, and that's what they're banking on for the next two years. So also, as I say, off-season signings, you know, Kenta, Kenta Maeda uh, versus Gibby or Lance Lynn, you know, those are going to be some interesting comparisons. And the Tigers... You know, we kind of laughed when they traded Canna. It was the first move of the offseason. It's like, here we go, hot stove, Canna to the Tigers. Um, hey, if you're if you're in the walls of baseball, you know what? Kerry Carpenter hit a lot last year. Your guy. Um, Torkelson turned it on. Riley Green. Uh, there's, there's something there with Mark Canna being an MLB bat. Can a Parker Meadows take a leap? Zach McKinstry was a, a, a helpful utility guy. <laughs> Javi Baez is on this team. If they get some juice and they can be a competitive team, can he find something? I know uh, some Tiger fans are even laughing at that statement. I'm interested to see where the rest of their offseason goes because in that AL Central, man, you sh- you show a little bit of juice uh, and you're going to have hope going into the season and hope's a dangerous thing. Ooh. You like that? It's like a movie quote. Sounds like it. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I think so. I don't know movie. We, we know offense is obviously their biggest issue there, but Maeda, obviously some, some injury concerns with any pitcher, but uh, you know he's he's kind of your stabilizer. Tarek Skubal, his last 200 innings of good. MLB baseball are really impressive. The one full year we've gotten of Casey Mize was sneaky good. Um one one pick. Him back. One one pick. He's a one Casey one. Mike. He's supposed to be that guy. Like they've got, uh, they've got a rotation you can actually believe in. They need things to break their way. Every team does. Matt Manning. But, what do you got, Trev? Hand raised. Play Matt Vierling. That's yeah. what I want, you Tigers. I want you to play that guy. You love Matt. I Vierling. think he could be an awesome. I do love Matt Vierling. Every time I watch him, the big old MFers making a play, yeah. stealing a base. I don't know if he stole any bases last year. Six bases, but I don't know why. I always saw him making plays. They'd be um, Tigers fans. Hit me up. You know we we've been doing a lot of what's available. Um, you know we did a talking baseball trade candidate episode. Um, there's some second baseman available, and the Detroit Tigers be an interesting landing spot. Um, you know Jonathan India to the Tigers. Jonathan India, Glaber Torres, like there's. 
there's options at the second base position. Like, you put Glaber Torres in this Tigers lineup right now, that's, I don't know. It, it would feel different. So I'm interested to see where the rest of their offseason goes. Um, they also, they have some prospects on the way. I always laugh when I look at their prospect list. They have a Wilmer Flores, who's a top 100 mm. prospect. So I'd, I kind of need double Wilmers. They've also got names, Trev, Colt Keith, Jace Young, Josh's yeah. bro in that org. Uh, I mentioned Parker Meadows. He's Austin Meadows' uh, brother. So I don't know. They're they're still going to be relying on a lot of young pieces, which can sometimes be a tough baseball formula, or oftentimes it's the formula we see teams uh, take a jump, and it's like, yeah, that's because they had three players uh, become MLB dudes. So interested to see the rest of their offseason. Um, Trev, I guess uh, kind of closing a loop on the pitching um, before we move on uh, to the Eugenio, uh trade, and there's some other rumors and stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess do you, do you think the does the Sunny Gray signing change your view of the market at all? And I I guess are you worried for their twins because they I mean they lose two guys, and I know they've been talking about cutting payroll. Like I'm I don't really get the Twins off season plan, and it felt like they had good juice, right? Like Royce Lewis has become like a, a stud. So I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there there are rumors and talks that they are going to either sit pat on the payroll or even reduce it because of the TV deal that went sideways. Hey, by the way, hit me up, guys. You want me on the TV? Yeah. Um, I think they feel good about their spot in the central and also their rotation. Yeah, sure. Like Sonny Gray, they would love to have him back. Who wouldn't? He was second in the Cy Young last year. He was the leader of that team. Uh, it was it was awesome to see. Uh, but they feel good. They have Pablo leading the way. They have Joe Ryan behind him. The Nightmare, Bailey Ober, Louis Varland, a, a couple different guys coming up as well. So I think they feel okay about the starting rotation. Um I'm, I don't know. I don't know what moves they are looking to make. I, I'd be very curious, and I, I, I'd be shocked if they went in and, and went out and got any of the free agent starters. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the trade um, market is probably where they'll make some upgrades. I feel like they feel good about where they're at um, in the central and just in, in, in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... You know, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Paddock uh, should be back into a. Oh, that's right. Paddock is back, and, and Louis V. And yeah, Louis I mean, like, that's so, a good fight. You need depth. They know they need yeah. depth. So whether they go get that, you know, with one of the lesser free agent pitchers or go into the trade market, I'd assume that's probably where they'll go. Uh, but I, I'm, they got a lot of good pieces there. Yeah, they do. And they a do. surplus. They have they they have trade candidates. Well, I don't know if you talked about them on the episode or not, but. You know, signing back Polanco and Kepler to their options, I don't think, I think they end up trading those guys in the offseason because you're going right. to get a Max Kepler or a Jorge Polanco one year for $10 million. A lot of teams would like that. Yeah. I, I mentioned the second baseman trademark. You could throw Polanco in there. I, you know, maybe not. I hope they don't. I love maybe him not so in division. Much, yeah. And it, it feels like he's always been rumored. And if you made it to this point and he was like, he had a kind of really, Big impact on that team last year. It just doesn't he seem does, like time. Man. Um, it does feel like the Twins are going to have a retool of sorts, and I'm excited to see what that is. Because you're right, like the assets and chips, not 
I yeah no retool is the word I'm looking. What does I, a retool mean? This is a team that won the central. I think they still yeah. have pieces. I think, I think they have too many of the same puzzle pieces, and they need to, like I don't, I don't know. I'm like, could they go and trade for Corbin Burns? Like they they've got some young assets that, you know, and then if they you, have some young guys, yes, they, if, they if you have were looking guys. at Corbin Burns and um. Uh, and Pablo Lopez at the top of that rotation, like, yo, I, I don't know. But there's a lot of teams saying that right now, so I just don't know. I think they have the puzzle pieces that the Twins will probably be the favorites in the AL Central to start next year. I just don't know how to get there, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Um, you know what else I get excited for, Trev? Cold blue moon. Oh. I really do. I really do. Sounds delicious. Had a few this holiday season. Uh, you know, some people said I might have had a few when I was letting out my Dolly Parton tweets. Um, they weren't wrong, but I believe in it. I mean, for Dolly at her age, coming out in the Cowboys cheerleader outfit. My goodness. Blue moon, people. Uh, it's the perfect match with baseball. It's the perfect match for the baseball offseason. It's good on the weekends. It's good for happy hour. It's Blue Moon. You know it. And they also have some new offerings. They got their light sky with real tangerine peel taste. The moon haze, if you like those juicy bursts like I do. Uh, The holidays are here, and you might need one or two to get through it. And do that with Blue Moon. It's beer that's made brighter. And, hey, why don't you get the weed ale? That you know, the light sky or the moon haze delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball for delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Blue moon made brighter. Uh, It was brewed by baseball. Golden, Colorado. Click the link in the description. Get yourself a couple brewskis. Uh, Trev, before we do some, I don't want to say rumor mill stuff. We had like an Otani scare this weekend but I, I think we land there uh let's let's get this trade done because it's with the world series team and it's with an impact player and kind of a talking baseball legend uh yes. your guy eugenio suarez handsome uh gets traded from the mariners to the d-backs uh for sebi savala who's been a backup catcher the past few years uh, and I think the real trade asset is Carlos Vargas. He's a 24-year-old pitcher, hits triple digits, uh, struggle with control, got a taste of the show this year. Um, what I can tell from this trade, uh, the Dimebacks, get any Eugenio Suarez, who, yeah, he's going to strike out, but he's also going to be, he's going to give you some pop. Uh, he's had a over 100 uh, OPS plus, uh, I want to say, like seven out of his ten seasons, he plays a lot. He plays. He played every game last year. He's played almost every game the past couple years. Uh, he's gonna give you pop. He's gonna play solid defense, uh, and he has a. I think it's uh, eleven million dollars for next year with a fifteen million dollar team option. So, uh, I think if we're being honest, I think there's a. I don't want to say salary dump aspect to this I, I think Eugenio's contract is around what he is as a ball player uh, and the Mariners probably see something uh, in the young uh, pitching arm of Carlos Vargas that they think they can tap into a little more uh, I don't know as a you know famous snakes fan 
you have to like this. You're getting the MLB talent that's a lock for either a year worst case or two years best case. Um, and if you're a Mariners fan, I don't know. There's got to be, I don't want to say a little head scratch, but a little nerves. Like Eugenio's been a guy on that team and he's gone now. Okay, so I think there is a few reasons for both sides to make this deal, which is makes it a, a, a great trade. And usually that's why trades end up happening because yeah. both sides feel like they need to make an adjustment. For the Mariners, they were striking out too much last year. It's mm. all we ever talked about. Mariners fans, they strike out too much. The offense is this. Is it? So if you want to make a a change, an adjustment to your approach, like a guy like Eugenio, Eugenio he's he is who he is, bro. Like he's going to strike out. He's going to hit you some homers. If you're trying to get away from that and have a more contact-oriented approach, then oh my gosh, my eye. Trev? <laughs> Sorry. Someone okay. like flew in my eye or something. Uh if you're trying to have a more contact oriented approach, I mean it makes sense that you you try to move him, move some Sally, like you're saying, and try something different. For the Diamondbacks, I, I love the move. Uh and the GM's already come out and said, you know, some of the things that I was thinking, it's stability at that position. I mean, I, I love Longo and uh I thought he was was great for the clubhouse. I thought he provided on the field as well. Um, uh, but it's it was, it's platoon spot for them over the last couple of years. So now you have a guy you just plug in. Don't worry about it. Set it. Forget it. He's going to be your third baseman. I think there's something to that for a GM, for a manager to be able to just say, hey, here's one part of our lineup that's set. Um, it, it makes sense. And you mentioned his defense. I think that's important to the Diamondbacks. Um, they continue to play strong defense. He can do that. And then, yeah, you throw 30 homers in the bag uh, while you're at it. So I, I kind of think this makes, it does make sense for, for both sides. Um, I'm curious what the Mariners are going to do. We haven't really dove into their off season or, or, or what they're going to do just yet uh, on this show. But for the D-backs coming off a world series run, trying to improve the roster, I think it's awesome, man. I think this is, I think people are going to end up liking it. I uh, like him in the lineup. <clears throat> and I mentioned to you before the show, Sneaky hot boys down there mm. in the desert. Mm. I, I'm I'm looking at this lineup, and I'm a liking it. Mm. I think there's a lot of not just the looks, Jake. I know you went there right yeah. away, but I think they're they're starting to round it out. Where like you have some, you have some contact guys, you have some speed. Now you have some some extra power to go along uh, with some of the guys that have been giving that to you, like Christian Walker over the last couple of years. And we saw Gabby Moreno kind of turn the power on in the playoffs. Like I think they're. They have a nice mixture there down in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fangraphs Roster Resource, I, I shout them out as much as I can because it's it's a great page if you're a baseball fan uh, to look at lineups and depth charts, minor leagues, all of it. Um, you know, Gabby Moreno, the 23-year-old catcher who had seven homers in the regular season, was the three-hitter for the Snakes throughout most of the playoffs. They've slotted it. Suarez into their three-hole. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, and Suarez. You also got Christian Walker there, who at you know, regular season was incredible, postseason wasn't as much. Um, that, you know, when you look at that on paper, and that was one of the things, when you looked at the Rangers and the Snakes, you're like, God, there's there's some guys in the bottom of this Rangers lineup that would be at the top of the Snakes lineup. Uh, they positioned themselves well, and I, I think one of the more one of the more, I don't want to say controversial uh, free agents of this offseason because he's actually the opposite of that as a, 
person and a player. Matt Chapman, uh, your guy. He's he's one of the big fish this free agency. And I know there, there's teams that flip-flop. Like, how much money do they want to give him? He's going to get 100 mil. You know you're going to get great defense. It's what's he going to provide with the bat. I've actually more or less talked myself into Matt Chapman. Uh and oh, how big for of, your team? How big of me? Um, no, because the Yankees unfortunately are all right-handed. So I I wish they had a had room for Matt Chapman. Oh. I think Matt Chapman has given me kind of third baseman Marcus Simeon. Like you, I remember when Simeon signed, he he hasn't had the crazy Simeon year that Simeon had in Tor- in Toronto that got his market value up. Uh, but he had one in Oakland. Yeah, if if Matt Chapman this year was a final year of free agency and he went off, he'd be almost a two hundred million dollar player. And uh, right now he's coming off kind of a mixed bag of a year where he had the huge month and then he fell off. Like I don't know. I think Matt Chapman, if you can lock up that defense, which is platinum, that there's more in that bat. Like, if he gets with the right org, uh, that contract can become a steal in a couple years. Uh, I know for Snakes fans, they were a little nervous about Matt Chapman. Like, coming off the World Series, that the other side of that is, if there's if Matt Chapman stays what he is at, with the bat, you know, teams like Arizona can't give out big money at every position, that they were worried that at coming off the World Series, he was going to be their big ad, and that was going to be the wow move of the offseason, and it could be a hit, it could be a miss. And I think they're also a little gun-shy because their last big free agent was Madison Bumgarner. Uh, so I think Snakes fans have a little bit of fear there. They addressed their third baseman need maybe uh, for the next two years, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what else are they going to do this offseason? Because the Snakes operate differently. Like, we've said that for a few years. They're coming off of a World Series. They feel like they're in a window. I wonder um, I wonder what they've got up their sleeves. Because this isn't the end for them. Such a wild statement. Coming off a World Series run right? for the Snakes, bro. They're in the window. This This is... I want to go back to Matt Chapman a little bit. You can't just like throw all that I know, shit out there I shouldn't and expect have me not you to. With Matt yeah, you did it. You bad. did it. You, you you tugged on the tail a little bit. Uh, I think he'll be closer to two hundred million than he is one hundred million. How about that? Think so. Yeah. So that's one fifty. Interesting. Yeah, because we're rounding up. I think so. I think he's going to demand twenty five a year. And how many years is he going to get? This guy, Jake. Say what you want about his offense, okay? Right. He had a 755 OPS last year. He still produced a 4-4 war. Right. Like, this guy's floor is extremely high. And I think the ceiling is also extremely high. Yeah. Those are the guys you want on your team. Like, if this guy goes to a different org and, you know, he's had some, like, hip stuff, like, if he feels really healthy and he gets with someone that can kind of, like, really – tap into his offensive side, which he has. He's got, he's strong. He can hit for power. Um, he's going to, he's going to get paid, man. And you're going to be thanking your lucky stars that you signed him. I promise that whoever signs Matt Chapman is going to be so happy. So anyways, that's my Matt Chapman rant. Well, love Tre- him so much. Trev, that's where we're kind of on the same page. So fan graphs, they have their crowdsource results for free agent contracts. And they've been, they've been pretty good this year. Uh, Sonny, Sonny, they had three for 63. He got three for 75. So uh, they were off by like $4 million a year there. 
Nola, six for 150. He got seven for 172. So they were a year off on the contract. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the supply and demand of free agency, normally there's a little more. They have Matt Chapman going four for 80. And that's where, even if that's five for 100, and it's why I've been making the Simeon comparison, is that you said when Simeon signed that, that it was a big contract. It was like, wait, this guy's a 200 mil guy, Simeon? You said as an organization, even as a person, to give that kind of money to someone, like that's, that's a big responsibility. And you said Marcus Simeon as a guy is the guy you want, like work ethic-wise, yeah. what he's going to represent to the team. Even if he's not producing to the level you hope, and he has, so throw yes. that out the window. Like as a guy representing your org and leading your team, that's what you want. I think Matt Chapman is that guy too. Like you, you said from day one in Oakland as he replaced you. Um, that's <laughs> okay. He did that. Like he was a man about it, and like he demands like a certain level of like respect from his teammates, work ethic wise. That if you're gonna give like. I don't know. I, I guess I was a little bit of worried about Matt Chapman with the stick for a $100 million player. And I think, you know, defensively, he might get you 75. And I think that bat might have a lot in it with the work ethic and with the clubhouse respect that I've, where Matt Chapman's free agent could free agency could potentially be, I've talked myself into him because I know the exit velo numbers and the hard hit, like the stuff is there that a good coaching staff San Francisco, I think Matt Chapman uh, can be a guy. And I wonder, like, is Seattle in play for Matt Chapman? Like, they they just opened up a third-base spot. And I tell you what, Trev, for a team that they're supposed to be in the middle of their window, right? Like, part of that Mariners lineup is looking thin right now. The The bottom four right now is listed as Cade Marlowe, Luis Urias, uh, Canzone, and Josh Rojas. Canzone's got some pipes on him, if I remember correctly. He's a hot boy, a good paisan, but... Yeah, no, I, I, the Mariners are... You know how I have a very interesting relationship with the Mariners <laughs> and their fan base. Uh, I I don't... They're changing their organizational philosophy. If they're going getting away from uh, Eugenio, I don't think they... Like, Chapman's not... They don't... He's not like a contact-oriented guy either. Uh, much, a different player than... Eugenio, I would I would say he's a better player than Eugenio. I think that's I think that's fair to say. You know, maybe maybe it's not as big of a separation as I'm giving it. I don't know. Um, what's weird to me is like they've already said there's rumors that they're out on Otani. Is that right? Yeah that that like came out and everyone was like I don't what's this even mean? Like why yeah, are you what? even talking about it? Like you should not be out on anyone right now <laughs> because you do like you are in this window. You do have this pitching. And you do have this young superstar who you just locked up. And you do, like, there are so many things to like about Seattle. Like, now is not the time to let off the gas. I don't know how anyone could think it's time to let off the gas. So I'm assuming they're not going to. And I'm assuming, like, they're in play for some of these names. Like, I, I don't know who. But I, I'd i be I'd be shocked, man. I really would. I'd be shocked if the Mariners, like, didn't make a splash this offseason. You'd like I would to, give them this. You'd like to think, man. Their their rotation is one of the best in baseball. They were first in whip last year, fourth in ERA. Like, it's a lot of young talent up and down the roster that 
Yeah, I don't know. The I I guess the the trading of Eugenio Suarez, who you had penciled in for 160 games, you know, good pop in the middle of your lineup, a team that finished middle of the pack offensively. Like, you'd like to hope that this is a first move that opens up a move for a free agent or a trade or whatever that is because this, this Seattle roster, Tasker Hernandez and Eugenio Suarez gone? You know, you just lost... You just lost two of two of your biggest three threats. Julio's obviously mm. number one. Cal Riley has his own argument, um, but yeah. Pro- problem is, I think we said kind of awfully similar things about Mariners last offseason. Their fan base was expecting a big move last year, coming off the good vibes of twenty twenty two, and it 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 just never happened. So I'm, I'm on MLB trade rumors and the stuff that we just talked about is kind of echoed here. Uh, a deal for, they're saying a deal for Matt Chapman would be wildly uncharacteristic for DePoto. He hasn't signed a free agent hitter to a multi-year deal since uh, taking the reins in Seattle. That's mm. a direct quote from the article. Uh, and then it goes on to mention some of the guys we talked about. Um, uh, uh, Jonathan India, uh, Jorge Polanco. Don't even dare go get my guy Kyle Farmer. Mm. But then there's Gio Rochella, Justin Turner. So all these guys are mentioned, but I don't know if any of those guys are an upgrade over Suarez. And then you're, what do you have to pay them? You were paying uh, Suarez. I think I could see some guys on par with Suarez, but no, right. no one's an upgrade. I don't think. Besides a Chapman. Yeah. Look, hey, Depoto, Mariners ownership. Let's go. Don't make me. What is you doing, baby? You this early in the offseason? Don't make me do it. Yeah. I will. Yeah. That's uh, Mariners. I mean, Rangers just won the World Series. Astros are still there. Uh, Angels like actually might be in a worse spot. So, uh, I don't. Mariners, you miss the playoffs this year. That's, but they won more than fifty three percent of their games, so it was a good year. Um, interested to see their next action. Uh, Trev, what else do we need to hit on here? I mean, we had the Otani scare over the weekend. Uh, how we. Howie Rose got in the mix. Tough follow-up tweet from Howie. Had yeah. had us on edge for a little bit. I was, you know, I... Howie, Howie, Howie. Let me f- tell you something about putting stuff <laughs> out there, okay, bro? Yeah. Don't walk it back like that. He walked it back hard. He walked... I said might. That's why we don't put might in there. Just stand by what you said. I heard some stuff. Didn't, didn't pan out. Oops. Are you the first person to do that, Howie? Have some stones and, and man up about it a little bit. You got it wrong. It's okay. Nobody knows shit, especially with the Otani. This is the thing about Otani. They are keeping this thing tight. Yeah. I text you guys. My boy Nez, he hasn't missed sending me a Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving text since 2004. Mm. He didn't send me a Thanksgiving text this year. And I was pissed. And I said, hey, you must be grinding if you didn't send me a happy Thanksgiving text. And he did get back to me right away, and he said, grinding would be an understatement. They are, mm. they're doing it. They're doing their due diligence, and they're talking to teams, and, but they're keeping it tight. We haven't heard one fucking thing, dude, and I think that is awesome. Don't you? Um, Yes and no. Like, the part you like about it, I like. Uh, it would also, you know, doing a quote-unquote good for baseball thing, like it. 
Okay. Like, if we had a different Otani rumor every day, like, if, you know, if the tweet came out right now, like, Otani met with the Reds, and we were like, whoa, okay, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> Otani be great in Cincinnati. Um, sorry for the giggle, Cincinnati. I just, I don't. That is messed up. That I don't is see up. that as a landing destination for him. It's just Last year, during honest. the uh, two or three week period, they were the best team in baseball, and everyone <laughs> wouldn't sure shut up were. about it, and were yelling at us, and I was Shit, like, hey, maybe mania. you just. Calm down. It's just a couple weeks here. Give me, Ellie. give me Snell to Cincy. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I the the other part of that, if you don't know, probably a lot of you know how he how he rose uh, broadcast for the Mets. So people are, you know, if he has, if he if he said he's hearing about today, you'd like to think that would be connected with one organization. Which I don't know. The the Mets were my original. Just Jake, simple math in my head. If I'm Steve Cohen and I'm trying to make the Mets not the Mets anymore, you sign Shohei Otani and you are you've rebranded the whole team. Uh, I know everyone's kind of out on the Mets for next year, but the Otani signings a decade type deal. So uh, yes. I don't Fits know. Every I, timeline in my head that was in play, but coming off their season and with all the Dodgers and uh, it, it didn't seem back in play. Anything's in play for Shohei still, and I. Uh, I don't know. Are they just? Is it just going to happen randomly at some point? Is there just going to be a tweet? Otani signed with blank. I yes, I think so. I I I, I keep saying this. I would love to just go and text Nez. Give me something. Give me something. Give me. Something. <laughs> I will not do that. I'm just not that kind of person. Not. I don't want to have that type of relationship with him. Um. But like, just talking to him about like being. Shohei's agent he says that you know like privacy and that kind of you know uh like not letting things slip is like at the forefront of what he wants yeah so and he's they've done such a good job man like can you um can you remember the last time we've had a high profile free agency like this and we don't even know the teams he's talked to bro you could guess yeah you know oh there's this plane we saw him on and this is that it's like no man I, I, I don't know this, but I think everyone's coming to him. Like, I don't think he's going anywhere unless he wants to. I would assume so, right? Because not to go, like, baseball paparazzi mode, but, you know, we would, if 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 someone saw Otani in the streets of New York. It's kind of hard to hide. He's a big New motherfucker. York, right? He's big. Um, But, yeah, I, I would guess he's he's chilling somewhere. And, God, where is I mean, he? Where and is l- he? literally the only, like, Report we've gotten on his free agency is that any team that lets stuff leak, it'll be held against you. So, love that, <laughs> like the mafia, dude. Love that. Like, I think we're just not really gonna get anything until people didn't think that John Boy Media was gonna sign Chris Rose, and we did. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like the idea of Shohei renting out just a pimp house somewhere in a random city, and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be here for a month, and at the end of this month." I will sign somewhere. You guys are doors open. Let me know when you're coming through. If Shohei said, let me ask you guys this, this is hypothetical, and I think we're probably done with the show after this, yeah, but I think so. if Shohei said, Hey, I want to sign a a three year deal with your team. You know I'm not gonna pitch the first year, but I'm gonna give you two after that. What's the AAV on that? How many years? Three. Fifty per. Maybe sixty. 
Probably that f- that first year you use as justification yeah, to like bring it down, little... but those second two years 50, will be a crazy number. The first year, 60-60, so the, you're talking the short 170. Years, if he wasn't hurt, the short, the short years actually kind of hurts him a little bit. I don't believe that, but no, I'm just, I don't even know why. I don't even know why I asked that question. Cause you're, you're horny for it. Somewhat a baseball player is probably about to get $50 million per year. I bet Randy Wolf. I won't tell you what we bet. It was a handshake. It's just a gentleman's bet. Uh, that show. this is before show. Hey, got hurt with Randy Wolf. Yeah. How hilarious. (laughs) That's that's your first mistake. (laughs) Change I tell him all the time. I would, I would have taken Change you so up. far up top. He's like, I didn't stick around the league because I was bad, bro. Check my numbers. Um, <laughs> I bet him that he would make over 45 AAV. Okay. Um, and that was before he got hurt. And I thought that's a slam dunk. No doubt about it. You're stupid for betting me. Um, I still think that. I still think he ends up around 50 AAV a year, depending on the years crazy randy wolf 16 years in the show um trev thank you if if there's big breaking news we're we're on call you know people call us the doctors of baseball um yeah if not uh we will be back here uh wednesday there's a tough saturday sunday overlap so we we get through friday just know we would love for everybody to wait till like Monday. Could could be interesting this weekend. Well, it will be interesting this weekend, but that's, yes, it that's will. another story for another time. Go buy some merch. Uh, I think we got a Cyber Monday sale going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, go check that out. Subscribe. Say Cyber Monday again. Review Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Stink. Randy Wolf. Talking ball. Don't bring that in here, Randy. So Walker a double, kid. You and Eddie Guardado can get it. I don't know about Eddie. Old heads. Eddie goes, I'll just... just, just." Eddie don't know (laughs) nothing about the modern game, bro. Eddie be right under your hands? I don't know.